Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 2, Episode 6. Part 1. Today I'm here with Izzy, and we're going to be talking about the best romances of 2021 and our most anticipated romances coming out in 2022 for the first half of the year. I'm so excited. (laughs) I I also am like, how are we already here? (laughs) I know, I know. Oh man, it goes by so fast. Yeah. It does. So this is going to be a fun episode. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd appreciate if you take a minute to rate and review us so we can continue to reach more listeners. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes, as well as exclusive bonus content with every episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world-expanding patron, Trina. You all make what we do possible, and we really appreciate you. And uh, FYI, this week we are going to be skipping the On My Radar segment that we usually do at the end because these two weeks, there's basically nothing coming out in publishing. Plus, we're going to be spending most of the episode talking about most anticipated romance releases anyway. So um, we will be back in two weeks with more on my radar options. Housekeeping before we get into this. Okay, so uh, I think we had slightly different approaches to how we curated our Mm -hmm. kind of best of romance lists we did um yes so do you want to talk about kind of what did you include or not include and how did you how did you do so mostly i included just books that i rated basically four and a half and higher because sometimes i will Mm -hmm. so i do the six star like you do bethany right but i don't always rate a book that i would give six stars six stars like on goodreads or whatever like into that Mm -hmm. shelf i will give a rating that's like reflective of other things of the book okay like if that makes like Rating subjective, right? But like, there are some books like I have a book I absolutely love, but it has some things in it that are like not great. So mm-hmm. I mark it down, but it's an all time favorite still, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. So like in my reading spreadsheet, it might be a six star, but then on Goodreads, it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> like noted as such, or it might be noted as such, but like this is my actual like non favorite rating if I like take away my bias. <laughs> but I curated a list of not just 2021 releases because I actually, mm-hmm. I've kind of read all over the place this year. More, I think, I usually feel like I read a lot more new releases, but this year I think I've read a lot more backlist, which mm-hmm. is nice. I don't I don't mind it. It's not a bad thing. And I read a lot of stuff that, like, came out in, like, 2020 that I missed mm-hmm. a little bit. So I just kind of curated from there. I've got maybe about 50-50 of 2021 and earlier, like, yeah. releases, so... Yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know what the six star thing, this is kind of how we rate what books may are more than just a five star and make it to like favorite of the year sort of status, yeah. um, which I do also. So mine are all 2021 releases only. I did read a lot of front lists, like half of my reading, mm-hmm. at least. Well, half my reading was just for review. Like a lot of my reading this year was. Um, new releases. So I have all 2021. And the way I did this is this is all books that I either gave five stars or six stars to. So my top rated romances Mm -hmm. of the year. And um, I have mine going in ascending order. (laughs) Sort of. I have like, I have like, yeah. So I put like my five stars. I have no order. I literally just wrote a list (laughs) because, okay. Like, I don't, so, like, this comes out before our, our YouTube videos with best subs come out for the yeah. most part. Um, mm-hmm. So, this is, like, my rough list. So, you're going to yeah. get the peak of, like, some books that might get cut, but I, like, I struggled to cut probably. Mm-hmm. And some books that, like, I think just deserve more attention. Yeah. Because that is something, too, that sometimes I think about, like, does this book need more attention? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, yes, I think it does. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's so. some great romances that I just feel like don't get as much love as they deserve for sure. Absolutely. And I definitely I know that your list is probably more uh traditional published than indie. Yes. Yeah. And mine I, have... I think is a bigger mix because I definitely and that's yeah. the other thing is I read so much indie romance that like who cares what year it came out? <laughs> yeah, which I think makes sense. I have mm-hmm. oh I have one self pub and like one from a small press in my favorite list but yeah mm-hmm. most of it is traditionally published okay so i guess we can just like kind of go back and Dive forth right so, in yeah okay. let's do it do you want me to start yeah what's your first? all right i'll do the first one on my list is a series so i'm, I'm pairing these up because it's just a series that follows a group of friends and that is twisted love and twisted games by anna wong she was a TikTok sensation, I feel like, when her first book came out, which is like a grumpy sunshine. Um, and book two is also grumpy sunshine, which is like my favorite trope. Mm-hmm. Unsurprising. These were really fun. So Twisted Love follows a girl and her brother's best friend. And he ends up moving in next door while her brother's away on like Doctors Without Borders or something just to like keep an eye on her. And she basically just like goes over there and bothers him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> to make him be nice to her, like to make him like befriend her. And it was very funny. It does have like a slightly annoying third act breakup, but it was one of those books that when I read it, like it, I was so propelled through the story that like it became a favorite. Cause for me, that's something that like often makes a book a favorite. If I like start a book and I cannot stop and I like walk out like feeling just like warm fuzzies from the romance, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I loved this. This is a favorite. Uh, and then Twisted Games is the royalty trope, which I don't love. So she's a princess and she has to go back home and her new bodyguard like doesn't want to go because he hates the country she's from. (laughs) But he ends up going with her and like they fall in love and there's a great scene like where she's on a throne and he eats her out. It's great. Delightful. I mean, what more do you want in life? (laughs) Uh, But he does some other stuff I don't want to say because like it kind of spoils it. And part of what made Mm -hmm. it a favorite of the year was these little things he did to like kind of show he liked her. Mm-hmm. And appreciated her and wanted to make her feel like better because like she couldn't go do something because being royalty and like dangers and stuff. Yeah. And it's just really cute. Uh, this oh. one definitely didn't have as annoying of a third act breakup situation, so that was nice. But I just these were just su- such a fun surprise. I feel like the book talk racks can be so hit and miss. Yeah, that uh, for me, I just like walked out. I read these like pre hype too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I read the first one before everybody was reading it. I was like a week or two ahead. <laughs> of the like (laughs) pure chaos around the book and then i was like oh this is really just fun and fresh it just felt different that's cool i really liked those yeah so my first pick is one i i know i talked about a couple episodes back but just for the holidays by adriana herrera she's just become one of my favorite (laughs) romance authors i keep reading everything by her and even a book that's not amazing by her is still pretty good and yeah. i i just yeah i like i like the way she does diversity i like the way she writes characters i don't know i just yeah i really like her stuff she's so, so yeah um so this one is a harlequin desire line category romance and it's part of a series that's been great it's book two and this one is a snowden for the holidays second chance romance where the hero is a famous movie star and the heroine is a casting director trying to get him onto a project but they have passed together he broke her heart in college when he broke up with her and then they get snowed in in his family's 
his like big with his big Latinx family over the holidays. And oh, it's boy. great. It's like very cozy and uh steamy and it's it's a lot of fun. Dude, I gotta read that one no. ASAP from her. <laughs> That's good. And, and they're short, like the little categories are Yeah, I know. I need to read more category again next year. I like mm-hmm. I go in and out of like marathons with them, I feel. I could see that. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can read the ball. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done for a yeah. little bit. So the only? Okay, no. I have two historicals on my list. I was like, no. Okay, now I have three. I'm lied. I lied. I have three historicals. <laughs> so I have been in a historical reading slump, uh, as I'm calling it. I basically don't read historical romances right now. I'm just, like, burnt out on them. Mm-hmm. But Sarah McLean is an all-time favorite author for me. She pairs feminism and, like, modern ideals into historicals in a really great way and yeah. bombshell which came out this year is definitely one of my favorites she calls the girls the a-team basically but they're based on the elephant gang from back in the 1800s there's actually a podcast episode with her on a show called dirty sexy history you can listen to where they talk about the elephant gang which is who she based this pair of four girls on and we follow cecily talbot who is known as like the sex sexy cecily in the town and stuff and like you know she's She's too hot for the, for the world, <laughs> basically. And she is falling in love with her sister's best friend. It's his her sister's like best friend slash co-worker. Like they both own a bar together named Caleb. And it's all about her and her group of friends like running some jobs. They're not like they're giving some men their their comeuppance, right? Like they're getting what <laughs> okay. they're due. Okay? okay. Like it's not like they're stealing stuff necessarily or anything mm-hmm. terrible, but they definitely, uh, you know, make some men get, get caught in some situations they shouldn't be in <laughs> to get revenge for their wives who hire them. And it's just absolutely delightful. And Caleb and her are just like that. They've been resisting it for so long. And then when they finally get to it, you're like, yes, finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it's just great. I cannot wait for the next one. I, I don't know. I left it just like, I laughed out loud multiple times in this. Is it's that heisty caper feeling without it being mm-hmm. like high stakes, if that makes sense? Yeah. But oh, oh Bombshell is so good. Highly recommend. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to read that. I've read a couple things from her and I, I like the the modern uh, feminist ideals with the historical yes, stuff. She, yeah. she does it so well. So Great. well. My next one is, I feel like a little controversial, like people, I think because it wasn't what people were expecting, I guess, is is really Mm. what it is, is The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. I really loved it. I'm glad I knew going in that it wasn't going to have the same tone as her Mm -hmm. earlier books, because I do think if you went in kind of expecting this frothy rom-com, you're not going to get what you expected. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, this one deals with some really heavy hitting topics, uh, things with you know grief and family stuff. So it's it's a it's a more intense book. It's one of the few books that made me cry this year, though, which I feel like is always uh, like I always give props to books that can make me cry just because oh, it's same. such a rarity for me. Rarely do too. I'm the same way. Yeah. This one also made me cry. I at one point was just yeah. like sitting on my couch sniffling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I really loved it. I mean, I know this one does also have a lot more plot that isn't just the relationship between the two mm-hmm. people, but I still loved their romance in it as well. I yeah. really, I really was a fan of it, which I don't think everybody was, but it really worked for me. And I loved seeing 
both of their individual arcs of growth and like, be, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with things. Anyway, it was it was definitely a favorite for me, but should know going in what you're getting. And it's it's not not the same tone or vibe as earlier books. Women's fiction with a heavy, heavy romance plot. Yeah. Is how I've explained it to people kind of. Because mm-hmm. we do get the HEA. We get, we get the, mm-hmm. you know, you get a full romance out of it. But, like, yeah. it definitely has some of the themes I often see when I stumble into a book that was slightly mismarketed. Yeah, yeah. We should probably yeah, give I guess, content warnings to you on that one. Right. Yeah, they are a little spoilery. They're a lot. <laughs> they are a lot. I, like, I guess I've, I've been hesitant with this one to give content warnings because I feel like some of it's kind of... Uh, let me go check my notes on it. Let me look. Because I, I do have them in my review on Goodreads. I just... Yeah. I feel like um, we can, we can vaguely... Yeah. I guess I didn't specifically write content warnings on this one. Um, I've got I think a I list. Just, I think I just kind of, like, wove a lot of them into... The review. The review. So if you have a list and want to, like, um, vaguely, Yeah, I do. Okay. So I've got Death of a Parent, <laughs> Cancer... Mm-hmm. Family denial of a diagnosis, mm-hmm. caretaking of an ill parent, and then forced oral, but that was not with the hero. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's vague enough to give mm-hmm. you an idea that this is not like her other books. <laughs> no, yeah. But I, I did really enjoy it. It just yeah. It was a gut punch. It was. It was. I agree. All right. All right. I guess in a funner <laughs> options. <laughs> Neon Gods by Katie Robert was definitely mm. a favorite for me this year. I It was one of the first uh, Hades and Persephone book retellings I read this year. And it definitely stands out to me as a good one because there's a lot of mediocre ones out there. I did like a whole reading vlog where I read like four of them. But I really liked how she, because like she has her other series, The Wicked Villains, right, with Hades in it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she wove this other world together really nicely and it felt different than the wicked villains world if that makes sense like it was very different and i loved uh how much of a caretaker this hades was it was really like sweet and precious and our persephone in this one was just also absolutely delightful i think she she definitely was more sure of herself than a lot of the persephones we get in these retellings and she definitely had more agency which i like (laughs) and katie as always like enforces consent really well i know sometimes like People have issues with desperate measures, which I understand, but I think this one is one that like really hits on the consent really well. I just liked the setup of it all. It was really interesting. It was really fun to read, and mm-hmm. I loved all the characters. I'm excited for the sequel, which will come up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shocker. I know. I'm excited for the sequel of a book I loved. But yeah, it just was, <laughs> I don't know. It was one of those books I walked away from. Like, this was great. Like, this was still super seamy, Katie Robert, especially mm-hmm. as a traditionally published book, because some tradition when some indies go traditional you'll notice that like the steam shifts a lot and it's very interesting when that happens mm. like you mm-hmm. can tell that some people are like no you can't you can't have that in this book <laughs> yeah no i really i liked that one a lot too i think one complaint i've heard from people is that there's not enough plot and i will say like this if you're wanting a plot driven book this is not going to be the book for you because it's mm-hmm. really about the relationship between the two people um so like that, i think that's a fair critique that's a fair if, critique yeah if, i just like if you don't, don't care <laughs> i don't either i mean i, don't I was either. like give I, me, I loved it, but <laughs> give me the hot steamy scenes like the, the interesting club setting like mm-hmm. all of that i was like i'm in i'm in it was good yeah, like, and fun. i liked their relationship i liked their dynamic and their art yeah, well, and i think I some people uh i know that didn't that were disappointed by it also <laughs> didn't realize it was a romance 
and oh. maybe didn't have the expectation that this is a romance book. There is going to be a lot of relationship stuff and not as much plot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had some people I know I came across that were like mad about that. And I was like, um, it's a romance. <laughs> we need the relationship on the page. It's a romance. Calm yeah. Down. Yep. Yep. Okay, so my next one is one that I feel like a lot of people know about, and deservedly so, The Love mm -hmm. Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. I really like this a lot. Apparently, it began its life as a Raylo fanfic. Mm -hmm. sure <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's like a grumpy sunshine thing. It's got a heroine who is a PhD student in the sciences, and the hero is a professor, but not her advisor. Like, that I mm -hmm. appreciated. Like, I think it did a pretty good job of managing those power dynamics which yeah. can be really weird in that kind of a setting mm -hmm. and it's a, it's definitely a slow burn and the heroine is demisexual which not a lot of yes. people have been talking about but mm -hmm. i really like that i like the fact that we're getting that we get that representation and on it was the page. done in such a cool way like i really mm -hmm. appreciated how it wasn't like a full-out like discussion or any it just was like talked about briefly and moved on yeah. it wasn't a big deal my favorite part of reading this book was trying to figure out who was who of all the star wars characters <laughs> because <laughs> i did that for sure i was like oh, oh look it's funny. rose tico and oh look it's hux and oh look that's so funny you know what i didn't really do that because i think i had forgotten until after oh. i read it that that's what it was but i yeah, know i do going in okay it, it was a fun time <laughs> that's that's okay if i do a reread i'll have to look at that That'd be it's fun. so good though i this was almost on my list but i skipped it because i had a feeling bethany might have it on her list <laughs> It's a good one. I love it. And like women in STEM, it's, yeah, yes. it's great. Content warning for uh, like sexual harassment, not by mm -hmm. the hero. Yeah. And that guy does get his due kind of. He it's does. not fully on page, but it does happen. Yeah. All right. I'll do a monster one next. <laughs> <laughs> I have Stopped by the Kraken by Lillian Lark. This surprised me a lot. So this is another one I found through TikTok big surprise the author's on tiktok she doesn't have not really interesting rec videos like she'll like do them um to like very kind of specific themes and i really appreciate mm -hmm. that or tropes so this follows a witch who is a matchmaker and she uses like runs a bathhouse with her family that is disguised as another business and they like siphon the energy off of matches so they ask that the matches like have their first time in the bathhouse so they can like collect the magic and that's their business model. So she matchmakes, they get the magic, they sell the magic. It's very, very interesting. And we follow Gideon. What is her name? I cannot remember the girl's name. Rose. Okay. So Gideon, our hero, is a ancient being. Obviously, it's called Stalked by the Kraken. And he is, like, super old. And he's, like, a treasure hunter. He, like, sees her and is, like, his, like, inner monster is, like, that, that one. So he kind of stalks her lightly. Like, not, like, not, like, creepy stalking. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> All stalking is creepy. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's not like he just follows her around stalking. Mm -hmm. He just like would kind of watch her from the diner across the street mm -hmm. and wanted to figure out who she was. And then he like within like a few days interacts with her and says like later admits to what he did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was fine with it. And it follows their whole like journey and it's it was just oh, it was so good. And I didn't think I would like tentacles. But she did something that made it work really well for me. And I was very surprised. Very surprised. And it was actually like a surprisingly sweet book. Uh, with some like drama around her ex. And a 
human trafficking. So That's her right. ex is maybe involved in some questionable things. And there's all that. I will say there's a content warning for some infertility talk. Mm. And maybe a little bit of slut shaming from a side character situation. Mm-hmm. Not like towards our main character, but not her or like the, the two main characters doing it. And I think there was some ableist language as well, but I walked away from this. Just, I was just surprised. I don't know. It was one of those books where you read it and you were like, Oh wow, this was really fun and really good. (laughs) (laughs) And it just, I just, I just thought it was going to be a banana pants time. And that's all I wanted Mm -hmm. out of it. And I walked away like, I loved this and it was so cute and sweet. Oh, you never know. (laughs) True. You truly never know. My next one is Battle Royal by Lucy Parker. I always really like her stuff. And this one is fun because the main characters aren't royalty, but it does have a royal adjacent Mm -hmm. piece to it. And it's kind of inspired by like the Great British Bake Off, which is interesting. So the hero is, I have, so I haven't really watched the Great British Bake Off much, so I'm not as familiar. But for people who mm-hmm. are, I guess there's a judge who's kind of like uptight and not so nice. Mm-hmm. on the show yep. and the hero is inspired by him so he's this kind of like buttoned up known to be pr- a pretty harsh critic but very talented judge and the heroine had been a contestant years before on the okay. show and they don't like each other so it's funny because they, they actually they own their own bake shops like across the street from each other basically oh, that's awesome and his is all like black and white like super you know Mm -hmm. like neat like not colorful and she's like magic rainbows unicorns and like like complete opposite which he hates and so they own shops across from each other and then they bring her on as a judge for the new season of the show oh so they're judging together and have some chemistry and then are also going head to head to try to get the contract to make a wedding cake for the royal princess who just got engaged. Um, but along the way, they end up kind of falling for each other. I loved this. There, I will say there is a lot going on. There's quite a few subplots that are happening. I was like, that um, sounds like so many more subplots that I realized was happening in this book. I haven't read it yet. <laughs> it's on my TBR. Yeah. There's, well, there's more than just that, too. There's also, like, a whole Gosh. thing of, like, someone stealing her recipes. Anyway, there's a lot going on in it, but wow, I really okay. like, I really liked it. And again, it's another, like, total grumpy sunshine thing because he's like but it's it's really cute i like we all know it's going it's on my list already I because mean, grumpy sunshine, grumpy sunshine. That, is my, <laughs> that is my that is my book nip like i'm like grumpy sunshine sign me up i'm it's many good. times disappointed but it's okay i still i think this back. is i think this is a good one it's, it's cute. lucy parker if it's not good mm-hmm. i would be very sad she's so good yeah she's very talented mm-hmm. uh let's see Oh, this is a 2021 release, and I did not even realize it was. So there we go. I had more than I thought. <laughs> Maybe Next Time by Christina C. Jones uh, was definitely a favorite for me this year. Um, this follows Denver and Kenza. She has served him divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not going to be for everyone, first of all. Uh, and I will give a big content warning on this one also, like at the end. But he, Denver is like, we're not doing that. That's not what's happening. And he kidnaps her basically, and forces her to go away with him for a weekend and makes them talk out their issues. And they have a lot of sex. (laughs) And it's like 100 pages. It was so good. It was so good. Again, is this how you should solve your marriage? She's absolutely (laughs) not. But also, maybe. (laughs) 
the big content warning I have is that their their divorce and their issues in their marriage all stem from a miscarriage. So mm-hmm. you need to be prepared for that going in. I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but I think that if you don't know that going in, this could be really damaging to read if you weren't aware. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just was like, I, I don't, it was so hot and it was so well done. And I was just like, why is this so hot? This should not be this hot. <laughs> this should not be as good as it is. And then I'm over here like six star basically. Like, okay. but it was the miscarriage stuff was a bit of a gut punch. I'm not going to mm-hmm. deny that. But yeah, I just, oh, it's so good. I love it. Okay, uh, my next one is a YA contemporary romance that I really loved. It's Where the Rhythm Takes You by Sarah Das. So this is a contemporary retelling of Persuasion by Jane Austen, but set in Tobago, like the the Caribbean mm-hmm. islands. And the the author is from there. And so a lot of like the culture and stuff is woven in. And I think culturally it works as a retelling. Persuasion is a difficult one to retell you know, for anybody who knows the plot points, like there's some plot points in that that can be a little difficult to retell in a believable way for Mm -hmm. the modern day. And I think she nailed it with this one. So it's the second chance kind of romance. And and they're a little bit older, like this is like older YA. So the heroine is, you know, I don't know, like 18 or something. And the hero is a couple years older than her. And they had dated when they were younger had broken up for reasons and it's like there's like family complexities but I just love this I thought it was great and I think she did a fantastic job retelling it and it's a debut novel and I I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it so yeah I don't think I've even heard of it so that's interesting yeah the only reason so I hadn't really either she I guess watches my YouTube channel and reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested in a copy for review and I was like yeah it sounds totally at my alley and it was a great book yeah now I'm like "Hmm, I gotta go find that one later and read it i mean yeah. i know nothing about persuasion i've never read jane austen so okay okay <laughs> i have absorbed it culturally that to the point at which i like cannot read it like i'm like i'm bored <laughs> i know this which is weird but it's a thing i'll give Fair you enough. my one ya pick i have on my list that okay. is ya romance and it's i'll be the one by lila lee uh, i just read this recently and absolutely loved it this follows a girl named sky who enters a k-pop competition for dancing and singing she makes it and then there's this like internet celebrity model guy that also enters named Hen- Henry, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this deals a lot with like her being plus sized and being on this competition and people not being nice, including her mom, who is like kind of ashamed of her size. Mm. Can says some not great things, but it also is about Sky like finding what she's comfortable with and like standing up for herself and telling people off kind of but yeah so she enters the competition she gets in obviously and then we follow her on the competition and her falling in love with this boy henry and we have two bisexual main characters so that was really exciting for me when that reveal happened i was so excited and it just was so cute i i left it's like the cutest cover too it's like this there's a plus size uh korean looking girl i'm mm-hmm. assuming she's korean but the character is in the book mm-hmm. uh, on the cover and like it's got like bright yellow and like colorful pops and like neon font it's just it's a very cute cover yeah um yeah it was just so fun but a big big content warning for the fat phobia inside yeah some slight like biphobia stuff also but not like a ton mm. if that makes sense like it's a very brief and it's directed towards our male main character and like him not being straight basically yeah uh, it's not like a the usual like 
you know, you're a whore because you like both genders or, you know, all kinds of people mm-hmm. situation. But yeah, it was, oh, it was just so cute. I, I did not, I did not expect to love this book. I'd been wondering about it because I'd seen it around and it sounded really cute. I think you would also really like it. Yeah, it sounds good. It's, oh, it's just, it was one of those, you know, you walked out and you're just like, this is fun. And that's, it was exactly awesome. what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I should say with where the rhythm takes you with content warnings and stuff, there is like grief from loss of a parent because her mom had passed away. Mm -hmm. And so that's like a big, a big part of the story. But yeah. Okay, let's see. All right. My last one before I get to my like official six star reads, because I actually mine are actually like in order. But um, this is one that I feel like a lot of people don't know about. And Mm -hmm. I just really like this whole series. One thing leads to a lover by Susanna Craig. So this is one of a couple of historical romances I have. It's from a smaller publisher, which I think is why they haven't gotten as much buzz. But they're these really fun historical romantic like suspense Mm -hmm. books and as soon as I saw the cover I was like okay I know what these are yeah they're really fun I really like them a lot both of the first two books are great but this one is really fun because the heroine is a recent widow with two kids and also the way that parenting and having children is handled in this book is really good which is not always the case but i feel like it handles it really well um but she's a widow with two kids who is actually happy to be single because she didn't necessarily have like a great marriage the first time around i see that but she has a really controlling mother who wants her to remarry somebody who she doesn't want to marry and is trying to like control her life and stuff and she gets some adventure by accident when she accidentally happens upon a code book in a bookstore and the hero is a spy who was supposed to retrieve it but their packages accidentally got mixed up at the bookstore where Mm -hmm. he was supposed to get this like code book and so he's trying to get it back from her and it leads to like all of this these hijinks and like different things so it's it's fun it's part of the love and let spy series there's a third one coming out uh in december and that i'm i have on my tbr as well so i, I just really enjoyed this yeah that one uh, i need to read those i love those covers they're very like they're mm-hmm. unique like they're very different they are i really should just buy them physically at some point it would be fun fun to have but yeah i I thought these were these were really fun. Uh, all right, I've got Act Your Age, Eve Brown, which is like probably not a surprise for anyone. I feel like yeah, good the one. Brown Sister series is a favorite among most romance readers. I know there's got to be some who don't like it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. This one follows Eve Brown, who is literally a hot mess, <laughs> and she accidentally runs over this guy Jacob where she was going to interview for a job, then starts working at the Airbnb he runs. (laughs) Jacob, our hero, is autistic, and Eve has not been diagnosed yet, but this book follows kind of her discovery of diagnosis, I would say, Mm -hmm. in a big Mm -hmm. way. And a, again, very grumpy sunshine situation. Mm -hmm. Eve is very sunshiny, and Jacob is very grumpy, and she kind of, like helps him break out of his like routine a little bit but in a good way not in like a you're broken way or there's something wrong with you way but in a like you know just relax a little and do this it's fine (laughs) it was just so cute and i i'm sad the brown sisters are over i know it was (sighs) it was one of those ones when i was reading it i was like well does it have to be done and i was like it does but i don't want it to be I kept wanting a novella about their grandma and her girlfriend. I mean, I still want a novella about like, them. It's can we fine, get that? Because that, that would be great. That would be great. 
That would be spectacular. Yeah. Okay, so my next one is my other YA book on this list. It's She Drives Me Crazy by Kelly Quinlan. This is so good. I feel like there are not that many YA romances that really work Mm -hmm. for me or that I think are are really effective at doing what I think a YA romance should do. Because Mm -hmm. I think some... Okay, and this is part of it, is that I think most of the time a YA romance should have a have a happily for now not a happily ever after I agree like, with you I, I don't yeah. think most of these couples make it like I do no. not think Peter and um Laura Jean are still together like no no in the future I, like, it, like yeah I just I just don't think it's realistic or believable no. and I think trying to force that just doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. So this I thought did a great job. It's a sapphic romance and it's got a fake dating trope and enemies to lovers. So the one of the heroines is a basketball player who recently was broken up with by her girlfriend. So she's still grieving the loss of kind of the first girl she fell for even though it was kind of a toxic relationship. And the other heroine is a cheerleader. And for reasons, the basketball player doesn't like the cheerleader. Of course. <laughs> but some things happen. And so they, sh- the cheerleader agrees to like pretend to be her fake girlfriend to make the ex-girlfriend jealous. Mm-hmm. But of course, they end up, it ends up being a lot more, t- more to her than meets the eye. And they end up kind of falling for each other. And they've got this really, really cute relationship but i thought one thing that this did amazingly well is take seriously the process of grieving a first relationship and Mm -hmm. love even in high school because i think what the our main character whose head we're in um what she comes to realize is that she needs to process that grief before she's really ready to give to somebody else in another relationship. And we Mm kind of see her process that. So I just love this. I thought this was exactly what a YA romance should be doing. And it's got this great like sapphic romance. It's really funny. And yeah, I thought it was really, really good. That one is on my list and I have not gotten to it yet. <laughs> okay, I'm going to wreck one that is book four in a series. And you do have to start at book one and I'm sorry, but I guess it's just a wreck for the general series. I read it over 2020 and 2021. Mm-hmm. The series wrapped up in 2020 and that is the Green Creek books. There's I need more to books read those. I need by to read TJ them. Clune. So here's the thing. Every single book has made me cry. I still have one short like novella, whatever story thing on his website to read mm. um, that I'm not ready to read because the first one I read made me sob. And again, I do not cry in books. Like it is rare, like handful of times a year, maybe once often in a year, I cry at a book. So I read the, the final book in the series this year, which is brother song. And it destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this follows the Bennett family. Book one we start uh, is called Wolf Song, and it's all gay relationships. It's all men, and it is written by a gay man. And we just we follow these this boy that meets his his soulmate when he's twelve, and the guy's sixteen. Nothing happens in the first book mm-hmm. until they are of age. I think I think the boy kisses him when he's like seventeen or something, and he's like no. Like, he Mm -hmm. says, no, like, we can't do anything until you're older. And it follows, like, just really interesting characters Mm. and really unique stories. But it has, like, a very good overarching plot also throughout the books that ties it together around this Mm. pack. And, like, the struggles with the pack and, like, the the main pack stuff, if that makes sense. Like, the the council. That's what it is. Like, the council situation. It just, yeah. Nope. (laughs) 
It is so much. I've given, yeah. I think I gave the first book four stars and every other book I've given five stars or six stars to. Wow. And it is the first book I struggled because of the age gap stuff and mm -hmm. some of that. And also it's written very, very different how it's written, I guess, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Kind of lyrical, kind of not. It's, mm -hmm. it's not like his other books really, but oh, if you want your heart ripped out, just, just read all of the Green Creek. Books. Oh that, man, that they're on my series. list. Just, just rip your heart out. It's fine. They're on my list. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is my favorite book in a series that I love. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Careless Whispers by Zenithia Williams. I love uh, this book. It's so good. The I haven't series. read the whole series, but I've read, oh, I, I loved this book. So, they're all they're also good. This is this one's definitely my favorite because it's got a prickly heroine, and mm -hmm. I love a prickly heroine. Basically, the whole series follows an elite black family in the American South, and it's very soapy. Like there's a it lot is. of like soapy, juicy family drama with these beautiful romances that come together. And I really loved this. This was the one I had been waiting for because this sister who's the super prickly, accomplished, smart, determined, ambitious woman, I like I saw her as a side character through all the books and I was like, I'm waiting. It's like an See, enemies to lovers. I started on this one, which I thought was mm. perfect. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> now I actually want to go read the other ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun because you see the two of them as side characters Mm -hmm. in earlier books and i was like oh i want that i want that story <laughs> like i know it's every funny, romance so. reader when does this sign yeah <laughs> like when do we get that romance over there? that one <laughs> yeah so this was great the whole series is fantastic i will go with my other monster romance uh which is morning glory milking farm okay the mm -hmm. the i don't know it took the world by storm <laughs> like i feel like um, the more I think about it, and it, it's one of those books that like I rated a four and I've slowly bumped up because I just keep thinking about it and thinking about how like wildly good it was. <laughs> and it is the most ridiculous book ever to explain mm -hmm. to people. So this follows Violet, who starts a new job at the milking farm. And that's right, they're milking Minotaurs for their semen to then give to uh, this pharmaceutical company that makes like Viagra for human men. And it's just so interesting because it takes place in a town called Cambric Creek where you see all kinds of monsters like Violet befriends a vampire. And then one of her clients work is like, they have like this connection when he comes in and obviously she does her job still, but like mm -hmm. it does a really interesting exploration of like, sex work like is the sex work is it just a job like what would it mm -hmm. be considered also like you know the choice of the minotaurs generally like all of them go do this because they make a ton of money from it so why wouldn't you yeah like go make a couple thousand dollars or whatever from doing it regularly but yeah it just follows them and they like kind of slowly build a connection while she's working and then they end up running into each other at the coffee shop in town and it goes from there just there's a lot of semen in this book <laughs> I need to give that, that forewarning uh, right away. There is a lot mm -hmm. of fluid. A lot. Okay. Now, I I know of other books that apparently have more fluid than this book, but th there's a lot. Like, they're filling up, like, 24-ounce containers at the milking farm. Yeah. It's a lot. Of <laughs> That's a lot. 
Indeed. A lot of fluid. Like it talks about that. It, it just was so good. And like the first time when they almost hook up, he's like, no, we can't do it here. We have to do it at my house so that like I don't damage your apartment. And I was just like, this is so thoughtful. <laughs> like it just, it was really hot and really, really good. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. Okay. My next one is another kind of heavy, hard hitting one, but I loved it. It's another one that made me cry. <laughs> So this is How to Stay by Christina Mitchell. And this is my one self-pub book that I, oh my gosh, I just, I love this so much. It it deals with a lot of intense stuff and mm-hmm. some of which I just think we don't see all that often talked about on page, like men with disordered eating is is one thing, which I'll, I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is a small town, second chance romance. The heroine has become a big rock star like a world famous rock star and she had left this small town she had been best friends with this guy they slept with each other when they were like young to like 14 or something like it was like their first first time um but he had been like the fat kid Mm -hmm. when they were kids and so then for unrelated reasons she ran away Mm-hmm. And he thought that it was, like, because of him and, like, has, like, body issues because oh, no. he thinks, yeah. Anyway, so it's, like, this whole thing. So he's now lost a ton of weight and but is, like, has disordered eating and is, like, obsessive about. So, like, content warning if that's going to bother you because there's a lot mm-hmm. of that on page of him, like, obsessed. But it's not presented in a positive way necessarily, like, as a healthy thing. But, like, he's mm-hmm. kind of obsessive now about, like, what he eats and calories yeah. and exercise and all this stuff. Anyway, so so that is, is a whole thing that they unpack. But she had run away for reasons that I won't get into. Like, she had come from kind of an abusive family, went through a lot as a young teen girl runaway, but ultimately ended up becoming this big rock star. So now her dad has died, and she is, like, incognito coming back to town for his funeral, and they kind of reconnect. Mm -hmm. And so it's both of them. It's like two very broken people (laughs) finding healing and finding love together. And it's really beautiful, but also there's a lot. Like, so lots of content warnings because they both have experienced a great deal of trauma that they're processing. But I just loved it so much in their relationship. It's like, oh, it's like a friendship and a romance. And it's really beautiful. I want to read this one. I just have to be at the right place, like mentally yeah. with the eating disorder stuff. But I, yeah, it's totally so good. That. That's really good. So, so yeah. good. Yeah. I have uh, Run, Posey, Run by Casey <clears throat> Wells. Another one that I keep returning to. This is definitely a dark romance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that flat out, which means check all the reviews you can before you dive <laughs> in if it's not your normal thing. And I will give some content warnings at the end. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely not for people who maybe are new to the genre, I mean, you could try it, but I'm going to say like, it's one that I would say maybe caution. This follows Posey, who is kind of the whore of the mafia group here. She is kind of like slept around with a lot of people and gets treated like crap by a lot of the men and passed around Mm -hmm. in a way because her family, like her uncle did something and their family's kind of been blacklisted. Mm -hmm. Well, she ends up with Dario who is like the third in command kind of, and they're kind of going to get engaged. It seems like, and be together, but he's kind of kind of, he's very much like a sociopath and a thing gets leaked a video of her that is old that someone took like, and she didn't know about, I believe gets leaked and has the date changed on it to make it look like it was recent. And Dario sees it and throws her out of the house and tells her Mm -hmm. to go run. So she runs off into like the mountains of like, 
like in the Northeast. And then Dario figures out that the video was faked and goes and hunts her down and like stalks her and finds her and kidnaps her to bring her back. This is not a Bethany book. No. At all. Like <laughs> this is super not a book you would probably enjoy. No. Um and he like because he's like, I'm in love with her. I can't let her go. So he goes and gets her. <laughs> they they kind of play some, you know, hide and seek, I guess, sort of. <laughs> just not not the fun kind and he brings her back and like then goes and enacts revenge on all these people who have wronged her and it's it's a lot again this is this is a dark romance but it was so good and i literally read it in one sitting like could not put it down but again content warning here like murder assault on page like murder on page revenge porn gun violence kidnapping stalking like rape there's a lot. Now, the hero, besides, like, his, like, kicking her out thing, like, doesn't really do too much to her that's terrible. It's more the outside world facing his wrath. Mm-hmm. But he, like, comes to the realization that, like, he, like, she also, like, that they weren't, like, really connecting before. And then after they actually, like, find a connection and discuss his, like, mental state a little bit more, like, and stuff. It's just, Mm -hmm. you don't often get, like, the girl that was, like, the whore, as -hmm. they would call it, in these books, in the Mafia books ever. So it was just so refreshing to read about a character that wasn't the princess, basically, you know? But again, heavy content warnings here. Proceed with caution. Mm -hmm. If you like dark romance and you want, like, something that's different, this is it. Yeah. Okay, so, guys... We are running very long on this, so I probably, I'll put a thing at the beginning of the episode so you know this, but we are going to make this a two-parter, and you are going to get an extra episode next week. You will not have to wait two weeks, but we will be back next week with part two of this episode, where we'll talk about the last few books on our favorites Mm -hmm. list of 2021, and talk about all of our anticipated romances for 2022. So thank you for listening. We'll hear, (laughs) like, this went longer than we were planning, but that's cool hopefully you'll get lots of recommendations some of us had a giant list before we recorded and some of some, us didn't some so of it. us meaning me because <laughs> i wasn't directly calling you out maybe i was calling myself out okay it's okay i know i couldn't i couldn't decide i've read a lot of good romances this year so we will be back next week this has been chapter three podcast and we're your hosts bethany and izzy you can follow us on our individual youtube channels which are linked in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching us on youtube you can follow chapter three podcast on twitter instagram Instagram and TikTok, as well as on YouTube, um, as well as download from wherever you like to get your podcasts. The next episode will be available next week. It may be a shorter episode, finishing this one up in part two. And this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening.